Shulman, why is her name Django? <laughs> That's just like my alter ego, you know? <laughs> well, I wanted to talk. I mean, let's just hop into it. My first thing, welcome, welcome to the Confuful no, Podcast. No, 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 no. Wait, no, wait. No. I just want to jump right into this because last Fine, time, the first time Tishul is our guest. The first time you were on this podcast, it was as a guest star in one of our ads. And you sent me six different takes of the ad, the one line you have. You're already jumping to in six different voices. Three so which one are we getting? A little variety. I think you guys appreciated it in the end. No, so which one are we getting today? Now that you're here for a full episode, that's why I want to know. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I thought I was the guest star. I didn't realize all my alter egos were the guest star. You're not They're doing the episode you. in character. The what? You don't. You're not doing the episode in character. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. Um, LCQ. Which, like, very famous movie character from the 2000s has a podcast in character? Like, it's a, it's a character played by, like, an SNL alum. Uh, Will Ferrell. Okay, but what's the character? Uh, it's uh, um, Anchorman. Yeah, Ron Burgundy has a podcast. So, if yeah, Will Ferrell can know, do a do podcast you know the details? character. Do you know the details of that? It's actually crazy. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you told me like way back in the day. It's so like he didn't now. want to do it. He was like, I'm too big for a podcast. And then I, I think Michelle it's- Michelle Obama's a podcast. Who does he think he is? I promise you he makes more money in his speaking and whatever gigs. No, he does uh, not. Than Michelle Obama. No, he does not. Okay. Anyway. Um, Enough of your misogyny, Tani. Do you think Michelle Obama got paid more than $10 million for her podcast? No yes. fucking way. Yes, absolutely. Tea? Are you gonna Google it? Yeah. While I while, uh, while I bring us in with Ibrahim Habayim, I do not think it. she got paid more than ten million dollars. I think that her motivation for doing the podcast was political. What political? She's already the former first lady. It's, She's done. It makes a good impression. She's she coasting. has political, a political agenda. She wants to be heard. It's I, I and there's no like I understand there would be no real motivation for Will Ferrell to do it at all. He doesn't need more publicity for or to make a name for his character from Anchorman. Unless they're promoting Anchorman 3. I think they're making Shrek 5, so you never know what sequels are coming out. Is that <laughs> Anyway, Brahim Habaim to the Gavuful Podcast, the only podcast to survive the zombie apocalypse. So whatever we say, we are the only record of humanity prior to the zombie apocalypse. So what lessons do you want to impart to uh, the, the people of the year 2473? Michelle Obama's deal is not public. <laughs> so okay, so that's maybe you can maybe you can take the zombie apocalypse to uh as an opportunity to dig into uh the uh previously sealed records about how much that deal was worth. Well, what's the freedom of information? I think Freedom of Information Act is like seventy years. Then you get to find out things. So, but the Freedom of Information Act doesn't apply to non-governmental associations. Yeah, we'll find out. Tomorrow, what do you want to tell the, the people of 2473 after the zombie uh, apocalypse? When you say lessons to impart, are we talking like lessons on how to survive post a lot the post apocalypse? No, they, they've survived. They've found our podcast where they're rebuilding society. They they killed off the last of the zombies, as uh, as my understanding goes, at least. Hmm. Well, I'm told that City Field is now a mass COVID vaccination center. That's not relevant to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's important that they know the, a little bit about the way things used to be so that they can rebuild, you know, rebuild the world as it once was. 
um, just let them know that. But if they were rebuilding the world as it once was, why would they choose the world of COVID to rebuild? No, I'm talking about previously to COVID. It's awful that COVID's killed in the single millions of people, but we're still doing way better than the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, oh, I are mean, you presumably not, are you not apocalypse. referring to our COVID world as the zombie apocalypse? No, we're talking the zombie apocalypse of the year 2470. Oh, you're giving like a they, real It took up three benefit. years, but they finally restarted society in 2473. And our podcast is the only record of humanity prior to that wreckage. Yeah. So I'm saying, what are you trying to tell the future oh, generations? Man. Those people are going to have a very interesting idea of uh, life before, life before. <laughs> Well, my lesson is um, everything else is just filler. Wow. A little derivative, but... Uh... <laughs> it's not derivative. If, it's the only thing. We're starting from scratch. That's true. It's not derivative to them, I guess. <laughs> like, you could say anything is not derivative. You could say, like, what's up? Or I'll have what she's having. And they'll think you came up with all of it. Or slamming them a ding-dong. Pretty sure there was like a really, really crappy looking movie, Beatles related movie about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did not watch that. Chose not to. No, did not want to. I don't even know what you're talking about. You're talking about yesterday? Yeah, the one where like people don't know about the Beatles and then he hangs out with Ed Sheeran and writes all the Beatles songs. Well, and that's not an exact plot. It's better than that. It's not that it's not that nobody's heard of the Beatles. It's that nobody's heard of like the most random things. Um, so the Beatles don't exist in this world and the guy writes all the Beatles songs, but also Harry Potter doesn't exist. Coca-Cola doesn't exist. Cigarettes don't exist. And like he fights it all out incidentally. And, uh, and it's fun. Yeah. Oh man. But you choose the Ahapalareya That's nice, Joey. Of all those things that didn't exist. Yeah. Because I'm a man of the people. Yeah. We're an upbeat no, podcast. Like yeah, guys, if, if this is 2074 or 2473. All right, whatever it is. And um, you have to rediscover things. If you can find Kumfuffle, you can find Special FX. And I'd really like those listening and downloads. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, I'll Have What She's Having, last weekend I uh, I went up to New York to see um, my then-girlfriend. No, You're not opening girlfriend. with this? Okay. I only say call to say I was on the phone. I, I get to New York. I call my parents to let them know I've arrived in Manhattan. And I my mom picks up, puts me on speakerphone, literally in the middle of the I'll have what she's having scene. So the first thing I hear when my mom opens up the phone is moaning. And I was like, very unsettled. It was not good. It was not right. good for me. It was really not good. Well, shout out to Meg Ryan. Shout out to Rob Reiner's mom. Yeah. So seeing as this is the last episode of the season or or already the second episode of the off season, depending on how you frame it, um, I just been taking notes on things that I'd like to share on this podcast before we take our uh, well-earned hiatus. So tomorrow, Joey, um, just whatever comments come to mind as I say these things, Hit me. So the first is I've, I've been listening to a lot more soccer podcasts recently. Uh, and the the foremost of which is the Guardian football podcast, like actually one of the oldest podcasts, like maybe, I don't know, top first five, like ever, something like that. Anyway, um, they they have a, a, a rotating panel of people on each of the episodes. And one of the guys who's been a, a regular feature 
in the past few years has famously like his thing. And now like listeners write in about it is he basically only eats meat and cheese and drinks alcohol. Like those are the, that's his entire diet. Uh-huh. Um, and the host was talking about all the guests who were on a particular day's episode and how at this point they've all been on the show many times enough that the audience knows their thing and it's good to have things. And you, this person, uh, your thing, I guess is gout. <laughs> that was just really funny to me. Shout out like to that. Freddie Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my dad. He knows a thing <laughs> or two about that. About gout or only eating meat? Um, about gout definitely not about only eating meat because uh that's uh not not too good for gout well also lcq what very common food is uh jacob george Fulman allergic to tomatoes more common low contacts for me it's high contacts for you (laughs) (laughs) i defer tomorrow would you like to take a guess um i i guess i'll uh i'll give it a shot I'm going to go with potatoes. Oh, that's really random. It is random. Pesach is not fun. Tougher than milk? No, milk is much worse. Well, like there's lactate. Like they have, you know. I don't know. Potatoes is worse for a real dairy allergy. Of the year for a Passover observant Jew. And aside from that, he survives. Oh, I really thought you were going Hanukkah. That's a better call. <laughs> oh, that's actually true. But no, it's really much tougher on Pesach. Dang, yeah, I didn't sure. think like, about that. Potatoes were kidney oat, and they said, like, oh, fuck this. Like, it's the, it's the only food to make it back. That's how <laughs> important pe- potatoes are to kidney oat. But going back to dairy, like, lactose intolerance isn't as bad as a potato allergy. But, like, if you have, a, like, legit um, dairy allergy, like another one of Tani's ex-girlfriends, then, um, then that's probably worse than a potato allergy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't confirm. That was annoying. Neither is great, though. Yeah. Next up. So there's a guy um, posted on Twitter, like, I don't know, yesterday, two days ago, where he's basically like, I'm starting like a new uh, sports podcasting, this and that. He's like affiliated with like a whole bunch of ESPN, Blue Wire type things. So like big people. And he was like, I need podcasts to like basically. Talk about Dan Lepitard? No, different guy. Um, so Joey, if someone offered to pay us to bring Kumfuffle and the whole Kumfuffle podcast network from the Kumfuffle Podcast Network into some more established thing. Should we do it? For what? I mean, Bill Simmons got, what, $300 million for selling the ringer to Spotify? So we would need at least two times that. I mean, if Nephew Kyle's production skills are any indication, yeah. All right, so for $600 million, I don't know, tomorrow, would you sell a Kumfuffle Podcast Network for $600 million? Would I sell it? Yeah. Listen, it's like, if you what, were else us, you don't what else us. is involved, you know? Nothing. That's the question. Like, what are the expectations? Are you, if you're just selling it, it's work you've already done and work you intend to continue to do. Why not make some money off of it? But nothing ever comes for, well, not, you know, like, I guess it's not too early. Sort of a catch, it's right? like people had sold Bitcoin 10 years ago, like $10,000 of Bitcoin. Now it's $20,000 of Bitcoin. You just don't want to sell it too early. I guess the real mm-hmm. question is who's going to have the real editorial discretion on, you know, Bill Simmons and things like that. You know, you know, often when a network is sold, the shows that are kind of lower down the 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 totem pole, you know, they get shafted. But we don't do that here at the Confuful Podcast Network. It's true. You where know. people go to listen to the most tepid take. <laughs> oh God. Potato allergies sound uncomfortable. You heard it here first on the most tepid take. <laughs> So my last thing that really has no context and and 
probably no response. Like Tamar's been killing it with the appropriate no response so far this podcast. Real as as a result of COVID is like on edge and um it's exacerbating one of his uglier habits, which is correcting people. And tonight he took it to the highest level. So often he'll do a thing where I like, I'll just give an example. I got new pants last week. I'm currently wearing one of the pants. Thank you. We're on sale. About time. Yeah. J crew. Bringing the slacks to the slack. Yeah. And so I take these pants out of the package and he says, Oh, what's in there? I said, pants. And he says, you mean jeans? And I said, actually, real? no, they're just pants. They're not jeans. And he says, and he got really pissed at me. So he does stuff like that. Uh, can you close the blinds? It's not blinds, it's shades. He does stuff like that all the time. Well, tonight, he went highest level. My dad said, he he farted or something. And my dad was like, well, that was quite a fart. And real says, you mean quite a fart. <laughs> Well, he did mean quite a fart. That's why he said it. Yes, but Rio was just, it was highest level correcting because he didn't correct it. It was incredible. It was just, and I lost my shit because Rio gets mad at people for correcting him. And then he corrects other people. Oh my God, the whole cycle is too much. COVID needs to end. Everyone needs to get out of this house. I need to get out of this house. Oh my goodness. All right, LCQ on the topic of pants. Um, what animal is on my underpants? Giraffes. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. you like the venture, I guess? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, penguins. I don't even own penguin underpants, so that was a terrible guess. Mm-hmm. I at least own giraffe underpants. Um, I got hedgehogs. Hedgehogs? Oh. Is that new? I don't know. I, I ended my underwear subscription because I have, I, have I have a good amount at this point. Yeah. I have blessed as many pairs of underpants. Good. Um, you know, this is, I wish I could say this was the first uh, conversation I'm having via Zoom with somebody describing what's on their underpants today, but have to say today. it's not. Oh, today, yeah. <laughs> what was the other one? I work with kids. <laughs> and what was on the kids? Actually, don't tell us. Um. <laughs> uh, if you must know, it was Minecraft. Pretty cool. Those are good undies. Um, they were good underwear, but the kid's parent was there. And like the first thing the kid does is like without his underwear. He wasn't wearing it. It wasn't. They weren't on him. Well, but quote, he just pulls out his pair of underwear. So I'm glad you were at least a, a bit more esteemed than that. To quote a six-year-old named Calvin, what's the point of wearing your lucky rocket ship underpants and nobody has to see them? You know, how old is this <laughs> Such kid? a good quote. He's five. So yeah. Okay. So that age. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's good. So welcome to the pod, Tamar. Um, first, uh, first woman to appear on the podcast. How does it feel? Uh, I, it feels great. I'm honored. Uh, can't say I'm the best representative for women on a fantasy football podcast. Uh, but I'm gonna, podcast. I'm going to do what I can. Podcast. I'll try and pull the weight. Look, not every, not every woman is bringing good underpants content. You understand <laughs> the audience. You understand what they want. You bring what the people desire. Yeah. Listen, you could bring it on a woman and the conversations about clothing could have, could have predicted it. <laughs> I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. And like if if you want to bring a second woman so we like pass the Bechdel test, like we we wouldn't be wouldn't be upset. Oh, I don't know. Ty, did I blast you with this LCQ? I don't know. All right. So you guys both know what the Bechdel test is. Uh we explained it a couple times on the show. So if you don't know, shout out you. Um there's 24 books of the Tanakh as you as I assume you are. This know. is a good one. How many books of the Tanakh passed the Bechdel test? 
I'm going to say, all right, so safer root. Safer root is an English sentence. What? Safer root is an English uh, an English sentence. If you have two pathways, one is surrounded with enemies and one is a, a placid path, you should take the safer route. All right. Well, Ruth and her mother-in-law speak, so that's got to be one. Shouts um, to hot um, gnomes. Hey, wait, wait. What's the Beckdale test? Two women speaking to each other? About oh. Not about a man. Not about a man. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, uh, Miguel at Esther probably doesn't count. Um. Dang, dude. Definitely not any of the five books of Moses. I'm going to go with one. I'm going to go with one. Tamar? Um, hmm. Pick a number, one through 24. There's got to be another hidden in there. Like maybe Devorah talks, talks to, like, doesn't she have that song to the mother of Cicero, but it's like about Cicero. That's about a man. There's got to be more than one. I'm going to go you with that. Uh, flexing your Shoftim knowledge. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, wish I could say the same for your Shotrim knowledge. Hey. I'm going to... I'm debating, honestly, between two and zero. I'm trying to think what conversations there would be in the Tanakh that aren't about a man. I'm going to go with two. Tani nailed it. It's only a safer route. Ah. Oh. Okay. I'm from. I'm from. <laughs> Let there be no doubt. I am from. Like I would have thought that Rachel and Leia talked to each other about something. You know. You would no, think, yeah. The the five books of Moses I was gonna get. I've laned enough that like I know all those. Like between laning and gabaying, like I've got five books of Moses down cold. The only question is like my complete and utter lack of knowledge about Navim and Ketuvim. The fact that like you're the flexing your show of the knowledge. The, the, I only know the Megillas we read on holidays and things up to like not even including Malachim Aleph. Like I don't even I, I never learned Malachim Aleph. Um LCQ, how many how many how many other show of them can you name? Not many. Tamar? Um oh my gosh. Very like max few. four. I don't think I've learned show of them since like middle school, maybe. Same. Yeah. So how many do you think there are? A bunch. Probably like 70. All, 70? You think there's 70 inch of them? Get out of here. Not not like guys who get like, you know, full, full paragraphs, but I'm sure there were others that, you know, didn't get so much mention or get like blown over or something. No, the answer is 12. All right. There are Good only 12? Like 12, like, you know, get their, get their stories. That's really well, surprising. Whose stories I wouldn't have, I wouldn't sure have gone up to ones. 70, but I would have gone much higher than that. Like there's I was, a... think, I was thinking like 40. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on the gent. So now that we. Yeah. So last time, last time you hopped on the podcast for, for a hot second to help us out. Um, your boyfriend, still boyfriend? Yeah. Fiance. Fiance now. Yeah. Flex that bling. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's see that. It's a visual podcast. Noise. Noise. Very nice ring. So then boyfriend, now fiance. He was like low-key jealous that he wasn't the person in your relationship who was being invited on, on a uh, fantasy podcast. And so I'm curious, uh, do you know how was uh, your relationship's fantasy season? It was good. He uh, was a projected B at the beginning, but he pulled up second place by the end. 
So, um, second place though. is good. I mean, listen, it's if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> is that is that the rule? No, no. If you're it not was, first, you're everything between first and last. <laughs> it was better than projected. Let's just say that. Good for him. Um, yeah, he said he had a decent. It was, it was okay. Um, he, I did ask him about it. He mentioned a bunch of names that don't really mean all that much to me. Um, well, who would you say is the most electrifying athlete in football history? Oh, I know what you want me to say, Joey. <laughs> I've learned that you're a big fan of Lamar Jackson. I am. Tomorrow, he's the most electrifying athlete in human history, <laughs> let alone football players playing today. All right. We could have a unanimous majority on this podcast if you agree that Lamar Jackson is very electrifying tomorrow. Uh, well, I did watch the clips that Joey sent me, and I did find those clips to be electrifying. So. That's what's powering your house right now, the electricity <laughs> for Lamar Jackson's runs. Oh man. So do you guys do you guys have uh, special Super Bowl plans this year, T? Like uh I remember that the Super Bowl is uh, a hush of a um Sunday in uh in your boyfriend's life. So I don't know, like given COVID. Has that been we have that has that been discussed on the pod? Yeah, we discussed it. Like after you hopped off, Joey and I hocked on a public podcast about how he chose not to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did do that. And it, uh, it, it has fully shaped my opinion of him, by the way. There's no way it's for him to redeem himself in my eyes after uh, even I mean, after an impressive second place finish. In I know I know three I've things noticed. about him. I know three things about him. One, very questionable sports decision. Two, Jew. Three, good taste in women. So like, you know. All right. So it's he's definitely uh, half halfway each way. One for three, depending on one for three or two for three, depending on where you put the Jew. <laughs> well, the Jew's got pluses and minuses. It's one half to one half. And uh, since since you like him, I assume I'm going to give him the for more on the pluses split. and minuses of being a Jew. I appreciate that, Tani. Joey um, I sh- doesn't, I seem, doesn't seem Joey's ever- uh, quite as able to move past the Super Bowl fiasco. Well, he's just a doofus. And like to quickly <laughs> recap, he had an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl for free and passed. Would yeah. you agree that he's a doofus? <laughs> Would I agree? Yeah, I would. I would have passed too. So, hey, <laughs> so that's why you love Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson, he's oh, never mind. He's not a good passer. <laughs> he's the most electrifying <laughs> athlete in sports history. Uh, <laughs> uh, good tent. So, last thing, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tamar. Um, the Kevin Jason Carden apartment had a very good fantasy here, <laughs> right? Weren't they fourteen oh six in commons? I'll have to ask Ezra how Gribs Yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, maybe they had a good fantasy year this year. Jason won our league and Kevin won his crazy league. Yeah. So, yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Tomorrow, I see, speaking of comments apartments, I see Rosie at least two, three times a week walking her dog. Wow. She must right. live like oh, in the building next to me. dog now, man. I see her all the time. Is <laughs> she really? Wait, wait, why do you see her all the time? She must live like... What are, she, she has to live on my block, the amount I see her. Does she live in the JCC? Maybe she lives in the JCC. Listen, it's possible. I don't know if pets are allowed in the JCC. So this is my homework. I'm going to find we could out be, We could be uncovering a league. scandal that she's living in the JCC with an uh, unauthorized pet. <laughs> the JCC, I'll tell you. Um, when I had to do a side bet with Ezra this. where I had to give a speech, I, I tried this. to like go to the JCC to like, get a podium, and they were not down to let me just like use the podium for 30 seconds. Meanwhile, elsewhere in DC, people could just take the Speaker of the House's podium. So I don't know what the rules are. It just it seems completely unfair that I'm being discriminated against, potentially because I'm Jewish. 
Yeah, I mean, like, at what point do you just have to drop trow and say, do you want to see the circumcision? This is the Jewish community center. If I was dropping trow, I'd most likely show off that I have hedgehogs on my underwear. You can do both. Well, that's dropping trow and my hedgehog underwear. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, recently, I've been on Yelp. Uh, don't, don't ask me why. <laughs> but that led me to uh, find out the Yelp rating of a bunch of Kemp Mill staples. Kent Mill, uh, Staples is just outside Kent Mill, for what it's worth. And uh, I thought we could do a little series of LCQs uh, to see uh, if you guys can guess the Yelp rating of Kent Mill Staples, such as item number one, Ben Yehuda Pizza. Tamar Shulman, what do you think Ben Yehuda's has on Yelp? Um, let's think. I'm going to give Ben Yehuda. Now, I, I do have a few recollections of eating at Ben Yehuda's Pizza. I do remember it being good mm. you live in manhattan though so you got you got standards right right uh i'm gonna give it but also let's keep in mind it's a small community of jews who are doing the yelp ratings so i think on one hand jews are a bit picky about their food on the other hand not you great know, with dairy. we're all we're all brother not great with dairy so i have to decide whether like is there more camaraderie amongst the Jews or is there more like of a desire Sina, Sina. to express their complaints? Yeah. I mean, and the other thing go, is like, you, if, if you put it too low and it impacts business, then you don't have any kosher pizza place. I'm going to go. I'll I'm give you some C four, though, Tamar. That Benny Hudo was rated the. Benny Hudo was. Are there, are there like point twos on Yelp? I yeah. can't say I'm a frequenter. Is it? Is there? I only saw, at least on Kent Mill things, I only saw ratings in increments of a half. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm gonna keep it at a four. Um. Jump. All right. So Benny Huda Pizza was rated the best pizza in DC by WTOP. Uh, let's not forget. Um, Unclear how many people like entered into that, but they did win that, and they talk about it all the time. Oh, well, what? I do have I do have a Montgomery County kosher pizza theory. Um. I don't know if I shared this on the pod, but there's three pizza places. There's Nuthouse, Benny Huda, and um, Sienna's, and it is my. It, it's from anecdotal data, um, similar to the geyser phenomenon of 2015, that um, regarding the three pizza establishments, everybody stands one, fully stands one. They're like, okay, at the second and just trashes the third, which is evidenced in Confucius' own history with our pizza conferences. Um, when, people, when half the league said that Nuthouse is inedible. Um, so um, so based, on that, um, based on that piece of evidence, that five people are, uh, a third of people are going to rate it fives a third of people are going to rate it a three and a third of people are going to rate it a one. So I'm going to put it at a 3.5. I think you nailed that, Joey. Yes, you did. 3.5 for Ben Yehuda Pizza. Let's transition right into the opposite end, which is Nuthouse. Joey, I'll let you uh, start on this one since you went second last. Well, I don't know if I've shared my theory on Montgomery County Kosher Pizza establishments on the podcast before, um, (laughs) but I'll give it it a three. Tomorrow? Uh, This is tough because Joey just kind of informed me that a lot of people seem to dislike Nuthouse. I but a lot of people really dislike Ben Yehuda too. Not as uh, many, dude. Not as many in Kofufu. Yeah, I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give Nuthouse a I'm gonna say it's a you said three, Joey? Yeah. Also Nuthouse is always reinventing itself. I'm gonna give it a three point five. I'm gonna say it's a three point five. A three. Oh man, I can't compete. Who is the king of Kent Mill? <laughs> Saul Newman. <laughs> a three for Nuthouse is actually now 
Yeah, I'm gonna give some more. Do you know that house sells sushi now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's it's like the most classic like, kosher move. The one thing you shouldn't get at nut house is raw food. Or any food, honestly. All I right, realize sh- here's why here's why I think I'm overrating these things. People don't go on to Yelp unless they have a complaint. I'm giving people too much benefit of the doubt. People aren't going to give anything a rating unless they have some sort of a complaint, right? So you don't have people going on there giving it like fives, like hopping onto Yelp to give something a five rating and say like loved nut house. All right. Well, with that in mind, Tamar, what would you give to Shalom's Kosher? Okay. I'm going to give it a- Oh, angry face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm trying to think a little more critically. Okay. Uh, Let's give it- uh, no, I don't want to be mean. Like I know could, I'm not the one giving mean. it the rating, but you could. You know that Justin <laughs> Duckelbaum bought like a 1.5 million dollar house this year. Oh, okay. Then, then screw it. I'm giving a, I'm giving Shalom's kosher a 2.5. So the question is, how far back does Yelp go? Does it go to the former Shalom's location next oh to Max's? God. And, um. Visual how podcast. Is, and how powerful is the Shotwolves Coalition on Yelp? You know, the Shotwolves Coalition is a mafia, right? Well, I mean, we're talking about Orthodox Jewish institutions, everything's a mafia. Um, 2.5 is a solid guess. So I'll give it a three. 3.5. Dang. We had an official word from Justin Deckelbaum uh, through the Confuful Slack this week that it is not a good time to be in the restaurant business. But left unsaid was the obvious fact that it is a very good time to be in the grocery business. So they had to shut down Max's for a couple of weeks due to COVID scare among the staff. Um, very complicated. Hope everyone's safe. But Shalom's Kosher getting a 3.5. Honestly, given their delivery policy during COVID, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. CBS Pharmacy. You're surprised. I, I feel like low. it's high. I feel like it's high. I feel like it's high. They are delivering food though, aren't they? Yeah, but it's like $30 to deliver from Shalom's to my house. Zank. And uh, for the outside of demo people, Tanya's house is literally a quarter of a mile away. Not even. Not even. It's a big parking lot. I think it's a quarter mile. Hmm. As the crow you, flies. So, nowhere. Tani, do you guys get delivered? Get, get delivery from there? A they lot? get the Jorna. Never. Which is not yeah. sold at Shalom's. Shout out. <laughs> uh, no, literally never. It is cheaper to get meat delivered from Wasserman and Lumberger in Baltimore. You're really you're really promoting various Wassermans today. CVS Pharmacy, a not kosher but very relevant institution for the Jews of Kent Mill. Is this all CVSs or is it literally just No, no, Kent- it's literally just the one in Kent Mill. I had looked this up specifically. How many can you tell us how many reviews it has? They're all very low, is the thing that I wanted to say at the end. They're all very, very, very low. Who has a problem with CVS? It's also one specific CVS. It's a very oh, nice C- CVS. C- no, it is not a very nice CVS. This is why I start. I, this is why I started because my mom, like, okay, so I like discovered like a rash on my hand on last last week, and it was unpleasant and itchy and stingy. So like, I uh, saw a doctor. They prescribed steroids uh, and they sent it to CVS. It was like two hours before Shabbos and I wanted to get my prescription and we're not really going into stores, but if we need it for medicine, you go in, you shower, whatever. Fine. I call them to see if they can deliver before Shabbos or if I have to go into CVS. And the guy was like, actually, definitely come in. Uh, We're relying on the postal service and we're so backed up that like some deliveries are taking up to two weeks. I was like, dang. 
And I tell this to my mom and she was like, honestly, like good for them that they have an excuse, but that CVS is like famously has bad service. But it's a nice CVS. It's big. It's well-stocked. You're just describing suburbia. I'm going to say that, but if it's famously, that's some C there. Your mom's giving us some key C. I was, I was ready to give it a four, um, uh, but, but now I'm going to go all the way down to two five because it seems like some people really have an issue with it. Uh, two five is also the height of Tamar Shulman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go give it a, uh, man. I was gonna do two five. All right. Two five is right, both of you guys. Well done. Woo! Well done. Tomorrow, did you ever explain the Django thing? Oh, it's <laughs> my boyfriend's uh account. I'm at his place, so I'm using his computer. But what's Django? That's his name, Jonathan Gorelick. What do you mean? You know, I'm I'm just gonna leave that unsaid. Kosher pastry oven. Um, potentially really, the only but, place but, like, in- do you really think the portmanteau Django is better than Jellif? Like Jellif is much stronger. Okay. <laughs> so another reason to to knock on this guy. Solid, solid use of the word portmanteau. Well done. You know, I do what I do. Just wait till I get to spoonerisms. Nice. <laughs> Kosher pastry oven, perhaps the only place where you can get a uh, brunch within a half hour radius of my house, at least for kosher. What about Goldberg's? Does Goldberg's really sell any brunch food besides bagel? Not really. It's a brunch. Well, brunch is very in these days. Brunch is very in these days. Okay. Mm. Um, kosher pastry oven. Tomorrow, have you ever heard of the kosher pastry oven? Yeah, you know what? I've heard of it. Can't say I've ever been there. Honestly, I'm surprised. Can't say I care for brunch, uh, but that's an unpopular opinion. That is a take. That is a take. Mm. Doesn't belong on Bill Simmons. <laughs> Well, no, they only talk about Kiss albums on Bill Simmons. <laughs> um, I'm going to give uh, the pastry oven a three. I'm going to say it's a four. I think people really stand it. People do really stand kosher pastry oven. It's supposed to be 4.5. I'm rocking out. No, no, it's supposed to be 4.5. Oh, thanks. I messed up. Um, it's hard to see what you're typing when someone else is in the thing and you're typing in white, you know? Fine. Um, so honestly, I'm going to skip the last two, which were KMS and Shomrei, because between the two, there's exactly one review. Uh, okay. So Shomrei got a five, KMS got a no rating. And honestly, like, I'm, I feel a little disappointed that like we couldn't get some beef in there. Didn't even bother looking up crayons. Wait, what are, what is the one review? A five for Shomrei. And for KMS? No reviews. Oh, I think I said, I think I said no, no, one, one between the two of them. Gotcha. One between the two of them. It seems okay. that uh, the Jewish real ratings and reviews go on in like the uh, the shul WhatsApp groups and uh, you know um, listservs. Um, all right, so I'll go to my LCQ. Well, first, um, I want to piggyback off Tani. What graduate of when did they go from MJBHA to Berman? Uh, but whatever, the the class of thirteen has. Just a Yelp review torching him. Absolutely setting him on fire in a Viking funeral. That's a that's a good clue there. I actually know the answer. I don't know. This, this is a classic Avidenikov factoid. <laughs> well, tomorrow someone doesn't know who this guy is. So, hey, so t- tomorrow it, you can guess someone. Feel oh, free to guess Lee. Also, we've talked about it. We've talked about it in the Slack. <laughs> well, fine. Let me revisit it. Ezra posted the Schreiber review in the Slack. It's really... 
I'll send you this review tomorrow. It's it the guy who had the high school with us. It fucking it, eviscerates him. It is not kind. <laughs> it's not kind. But is it accurate? It seems so. I mean, I was thinking other than if you have the Recha Kamoko for what I'm going to tell people in the year 2473 that it's better to be kind than right. So it doesn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, if it's better to be kind, I say we go on there and give him an opposing positive review. I, I don't know. There's a lot Show of evidence. <laughs> There's a lot of evidence that this guy brings to the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I'm not going to guess it if I don't know him. I can make up a name, but uh, it's, it's Schreiber. Go, go what? Make up a name. Or right. you can guess I'm, Leap. You're, feel free to guess I'm Leap. I'm going to go ahead and guess it was uh, David Schwartz. Oh, fuck that guy. Um, no, it's Ari Schreiber. <laughs> um, wait, I, we also forgot to ask Tamar the, the outsider question. Um, name the members of Kumfuffle. Oh, good one. Oh, well. There are 10 of us. There are if 10 you of get, you guys. If you get fewer than 20% right, I'll be angry. Okay, well, I mean, there's you guys. So that's, <laughs> I remember okay. thinking that it was about 50-50 for people who went to Maryland with me and people who didn't. So um, there's you guys in Cardin, right? Cardin won. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, Lieb. Shout out to Lieb. Shout out to Keeps Lieb. Okay. Um, the Adlers. How many? Three Adlers. Look at you. Okay. Gabi, five, six, Yaakov, and, and Adine. Wow. Well done. Holy crap. That's impressive. Yeah, I remember the Adlers. That's the Adler um, update right who there. Who forget? Ezra Newman. Okay. He frequents this podcast often. Don't know the guy. Okay. Um. All right. I I know that there's going to be some. I know, I, I know that I know of everyone. You're missing somebody that like you genuinely know, and you're missing someone that you genuinely do not know. Okay. They both grew up in the ABCs, but that's not. I'm good gonna to see go with the you. not know first. Okay. Is it is Jesse Schloss on? Okay. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I do know Jesse Schloss. I've met him a couple of times. Who has? You are you are one away from a perfect ten. Okay. I okay. It's not someone who's the same year. As we were, they did not graduate with us, correct? correct. Incorrect. Cor- he, no, he, they he did not graduate. This person did not graduate in the okay. class of 2016 in Maryland. I really want to say, I know that this person was either previously a member or a current member. Daniel Wesley. Wow, ten for ten. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <gasps> I'm amazing. It is clear. Tell Django. Tell Django he needs to remember that. Okay, I'll let him know to p- commit that to memory. Django can't even remember his full first and last name. <laughs> Mine says Joseph Ellis. You know, it's not so hard. Um, and speaking speaking of things about the University of Maryland class of 16, actually, you're, you're a perfect person to talk these things about. All right, first... Remember the whole idea of AAA? What a throwback. Oh I just God. thought of that like two days ago. I was like, holy crap, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> I only remember that coming up around the dodgeball tournament. And I was like really intent on, on kicking your butt, like beating beating you, you and you like beat having like a nice, cute underdog story. The average Joel. <laughs> average Joel. Uh, I mean, I'm sure my team got its butt handed to us. 
Um, the other thing was I told my mom about the Harlem shake that you guys did in me and Davidi's dorm room. Oh, oh my God. Can you tell that story from your perspective on the podcast? Because it's actually insane. And it was like a three week long thing. That was wow. A blast from the past. I know. <laughs> it you came know, it up and I was like, started, oh my God. It all started with a little in the show notes? innocent parkour, if I recall correctly. It did. Um, yeah. Can we, is, is that, is that video still online? I wonder. If it we is, we'll link it. it in the show notes. Maybe yeah, Leo. Maybe. I'd love to watch that. Yeah. I, <laughs> All right. So I'm sorry. I interrupted. Tell the story. So there's Innocent Park with a bunch innocent, of us freshmen. Yeah. A little Innocent Park for a few college freshmen just kind of kicking some walls, um, you know, climbing some trees, things of that sort. Um, and I remember the conversation coming up like as a joke, like, hey, like, I bet we can like lift someone to reach Tani and Davidi's window. Or I bet I can climb up to Tani and Davidi's window and like, lo and behold, we did like, like one thing led to another. And somehow like a group of, you know, like six or seven of us were just in your dorm room <laughs> in Wakamako. And we're like, all right, well, uh, here we are. What do we do now? So, you know, we messed some things up. We switched some things around like a classic innocent prank. And we took that, um, one of Davidi's like foam cutouts. Of Barnaby the bear. Barnaby, Barnaby the, the bear. bear. You were so mean. Yeah. Barnaby didn't do mean. anything to was, deserve that. It was ruthless. And we left a little did. ransom note, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um. And I'm trying to remember what happened next. I um, remember. I remember. We, so I remember the we first had week. Mm-hmm. The yeah. first week, you broke in and thefted Barnaby, and taped a war a very scary. Note, I might add, to our closet. The second week, which was the week that Maryland beat Duke. Oh, that was a big week. It was a big week and allowed the distraction for you guys to hop back in, tape Barnaby to our closet where you had taped the the (laughs) ransom note and switch our desks. Well, that was a little bit trickier because you guys had gotten better at locking your window. Since, oh uh, wait, no, first, I'm sorry. Like no, the first goes. week, the first week you switched the desk and, and taped the thing. Yes, yeah. because the Duke weekend was not the same as a specific weekend that happened to coincide with you guys switching our desks. And this specific weekend that happened to coincide with you guys switching our desks, which we, we will not mention on the podcast <laughs> unless we do come full full after dark. Um uh I spent that night in my room, obviously. And the week of the Duke game, I actually slept here in Kemp Mill. So you must have switched the desk and done stole the bear and put the ransom in week one. And then week two, you taped the bear. And I don't know what else. <laughs> well, I do remember involved. that your week, by that. week two, your window was locked. So we had to come with, up with a couple of other ways. I think we had someone like go into your room acting like they were hanging out and unlock your window for us. I think that because uh, the third week was Purim, and I think that's what you did for Purim. Purim, like Joey, one of like, them, I, I remember taking your keys out of your pocket. I picked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I think that happened at the the night of the Duke game. You stole the keys out of my pocket. Was that the night? Th- that would make sense because so. you were probably uh, pretty wasted. Oh, hammered! Absolutely. <laughs> that would explain why you didn't notice. Um, 
But week three, however we got in, one of those ways, was that was Purim. That was when we were all dressed up. And we just went in there, did a little Harlem shake. and uh, Which was relevant at the time. It was relevant at the time. Right? These were the days <laughs> of Gangnam Style and Harlem Shake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remembering this led me to watch some Harlem Shakes. Man, Harlem Shake was so long ago, Birdman and LeBron were still teammates. Birdman and LeBron were teammates? Chris Anderson was a Cleveland Cavalier? No, he was on the Heat teams that won. Right. He was on the Heatles. Right. Total <laughs> climb. Oh, my God. Third person. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> third person. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just like that. That came to mind. I was like, holy crap. Holy, holy crap. So it's uh, last year in the last episode of the season. No, did... no, no, no. You're skipping my LCQ. Oh, that was it. That... Oh, I, I I didn't understand. Okay, my fault. My fault, my fault, my fault. Ashanti. You don't understand anything. You're a nihilist. Anyway, um, what percentage, according to Spotify, of Confuffle listeners are identified as female? Percentage. Percentage. Pretty sure it's uh, just kind of garbo. It's gonna Incorrect. drop. It's gonna drop significantly. No, what do you mean? We're we're. Um... You don't understand how many of those people were my ex and her friends. Uh, you don't understand oh, that so now we're patronizing we to women. We're having women on. You know, we're gonna pass the Bechdel test. Are we talking regular Kumpofo listeners? Um, I'll show you like what it looks like. Okay. Yeah, actually, we have this chart. Mm-hmm. So, what percent of our listeners are female? According to that chart. All right. Um, let's say 10. Tani? 30. I know. I know it's 30. It's 30. It was 16 pretty recently. So, um, I'm telling you, it's all of the friends. No, it's also Gabby Brick. <laughs> Shout out to Gabby Brick. <laughs> I don't think I'm included in that chart. More Do you on listen that on later. Spotify? Um, I don't have a Spotify account. I listen to it on the links that you send me. That's it. I don't think I'm saying you're not included. Hey, so our still numbers are even higher. We've got honestly, it's this is a good time to say that the among the listens to this episode should be our 2000th listen, which honestly is pretty crazy considering what this is. <laughs> like considering there's what a reason this, we're a 600 million dollar podcast, Tony. Honestly, kudos to us, Joey. Kudos to you, Tamar. You know, you've been part of this before. You've been part of this again. I just 2000 is a big number. All right, and all the topic of women tomorrow, you want to ask your question or no? Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess my question, and you can relate it to women or not. I'm a little bit uh, reluctant to. Just remember, 20 strangers are going to judge you on it. Yeah, 26 according to Spotify. Um, Well, she knows who eight of them are. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess it's this, right? So it's, it's a question about sports, and it's a question about the motivation behind playing sports versus the motivation behind watching sports. Um, and when I say that, I mean, like, I get that there could be like, let's say some evolutionary, like evolutionary motivations to want to play sports. Okay. Cause, um, competition can get you resources, food, et cetera. So just playing. What? Also just playing games. Like a lot of yeah, playing play like games. they see like in, in animal kingdom, like all, all animals play tag, things like that. There's like a drive, a reason to feel like competitive. But um, I guess my question is, then what's like, what's motivating people to enjoy watching sports? Is that 
coming from the same place? Like, is it that we have so little opportunity for like built in competition these days because our resources come to us so easily that like, that's the closest we can get? Like, is it fulfilling that same need or is it just a completely unassociated need? And we could relate it to gender or sex, but I don't know that it's necessary to. I don't think it's necessary to. Yeah. And for Paul. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it is like a lot of the things that go between like with playing and building communities and um, things like that. It's like the the same kind of reason to be invested in like uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or like the world of Harry Potter. Like sports is also kind of its own cinematic universe. And like when you know all the 100%. characters, it's kind of the same, yeah. the same like thing. Social belongingness, you're saying. It's entertainment. It's yeah. entertainment. Like when you're watching a football game, it's, it's it's similar to the familiarity of watching an MCU movie where like, oh, you know what the Avengers are doing. You know what all they're, they're all capable of. You know what their challenges are. And like when you're watching Lamar Jackson, the most electrifying athlete of all time, it's, uh, it's kind of the same thing. Well, except I'm he's, about, except yeah, he's more I, powerful than the Avengers. I'm all about entertainment. However, I'm not all about competitive entertainment, right? So like you can say it's just for entertainment, but like people on opposing, people who are fans of opposing teams like really get out of each other's throats. Like, yeah, that's just gross. I mean, that's the same reason that like there's wars over the border of your country, you know, just uh, people are gross. Because there's a human. So because there is a human instinct to sort of want that competition. No, but it's, it is in other words, to protect your community and protect you and yours. But there's like there's a competition over there. People go to war over Coke versus Pepsi. You know, like people are I, uh, as as a as a denizen of Washington, D.C., people go to war at the top of a hat. Right. So it does. So, but so I'm saying it comes down to a human nature thing. Like. Potentially. I mean, I also think that like uh, what Joey was saying is like why we're uh, so betrayed when like, you know, we want both as fans of a specific team and as fans of uh, a, a, like sports working a certain way and everybody wanting to win when like owners like kind of get in between that because like their motivations are actually to make money and like they're not nearly as invested in the whole like system as we are um that like kind of throws a whole monkey wrench into it and, like forces fans to like say well am i pro player am i pro owner like we're we're like trained to think about these teams as like you know the teams that we root for but like in terms of labor, most fans are like much more aligned with like just people who have a job than billionaires who own shit. But like when, uh, you know, on field or, tra- or, or um, transactional decisions are made to uh, in the uh, interest of making money for the business, it really throws a monkey wrench into the whole uh, reason why we as fans are into it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly timely. What with the the Francisco Lindor trade, not in, not in this league. I mean, it could also be timely in terms of the Deshaun Watson the Deshaun conversation. Watson. Yeah. And with Wanna that, st- well, we'll go with two. This is my ad concept. I don't think we're going to bother writing it. That's um, fine. The uh, the ad is for the WKMFFL, the Wickham Football. Um, and here are the jokes I thought of while I was in the shower. Um, something about Jana being the commissioner, except. Um, Jana as a commissioner is not as bitter as Jason because the Browns are still alive. Um, I thought of instead of a slack, they'll have a skirt um, because women shouldn't wear pants. Um, and I thought of like PPR, but like you had a toilet seat down because of PP. And those are the jokes I thought of. I don't think we're going to write an ad. That's the that's the concept of the ad. Uh, this whole ad is a 10 foot pole. Okay. What's 10 foot pole there? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't I don't feel great. Tomorrow, is anything I said even remotely sexist? 
Um, I wasn't offended by it, but I don't it's know. It's not offensive as much as like, I just don't want to walk in that direction. I see no benefit for me. Women do sit when they pee, Tani. Some, some also squat. That's true. I, I don't, I don't want to judge. That's my, that's my sitting on the toilet news. And I love it. Sitting on the toilet. Oh, you got a bidet. Yeah, it is. I love it. (laughs) So, uh, last last year, tomorrow we did on the last episode of the season, we did like Kumfuffle Book Club, and none of us followed through except for Joey. We didn't follow through. We had an entire movie episode in the spirit of the book club. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. None of us followed through except for Joey. Who didn't? Lee read and Frank. Um, Tomorrow read and Frank, or parts of it. I did not read Anne Frank in the end. I read so, I read some of them, but like none of us like all read them and then talked about them. I guess the movie. Anyway, I, don't I was think curious. I the point with that we are going. I don't yeah, think we were. Yeah, you know, whatever. Book point book. of the story is, I wanted to know if Tamar has any suggestions for the Kumfuffle off season for us Kumfuffle people to consume, be it book or movie or. The answer TV. is a serious man, but I'll I'll, I'll get Tamar the floor. That is absolutely the answer, Joey. What is that? A serious man. It's a Coen Brothers movie. That will rack your mind. Get ready to be depressed. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's oh, better or worse than In Bruges. In Bruges is a great movie. I said better or worse. Oh, uh, I prefer Serious Man, but I'm a big fan of In Bruges. In Bruges happens to be one of uh, one of that guy's uh, worst movies. Uh, he's the same guy who did Seven Psychopaths, and um, I thought In Bruges was Coen Brothers. Nope. Oh no, Coen Brothers. In Bruges, Madonna, I believe. I think like John McDonough. No, John McDonough's his brother. Like, uh, McDonough, but it's Seven Psychopaths. Another shameless plug for that movie. It's a really good one. That I will not watch that. Man. I'll tell you, Serious Man. It's a comedy by the Coen Brothers, who brought you The Big Lebowski, Burn After Reading, and um, Fargo, and um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. As, as far as I know, the only uh, Coen Brother thing I actually enjoy is Fargo. What about No Country for Old Men? I have not watched. Are you talking Fargo the movie? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but it's a Coen Brothers movie that opens with a scene fully in Yiddish about a Dybbuk. (laughs) The relevance of that scene to the rest of the movie? Is nothing. Very un... You don't know that. You don't know that. It's kind of of the Jewish holes, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. If only, if only the pecker was circumcised. Shout out to Jewish holes. Um, and we find tomorrow any other books, movies, podcasts, uh, podcast networks. No, I think that covers it. Joey, I, I I suggested it. I had a whole episode about it. You did. I just wanted to give you the opportunity to flex again. So, Serious Man is going off of Netflix this week, which will probably be it'll probably be off Netflix by the time this goes up, uh, because uh, I'm not pointing fingers. Because it's better be kind than right. But um, some people aren't uh, the best at putting podcasts up this up. LCQ, I've already scheduled an hour to produce this episode. What hour is uh, this scheduled to be produced in? Um, well, it is now January 12, 2021. The people are listening in April 14th, 2473. Um, so I'm going to say uh, January 13th at 2 p.m. I think I scheduled for uh, 11. Tonight? Oh, sorry. No, tomorrow morning. Oh, I was not going to guess that. You were going to guess 2472? 
<laughs> I was going to guess 8.30. I know that's around the time you're free. Oh, nice. no. That's what. That's when we are right now. Mm-hmm. It's actually nine twenty nine. That's right why now. I was gonna so, choose it. Solid. I guess. I guess let's end with some drama. Let's end with some goss, since uh, we are kumfuffle. We've waited long enough. It's been almost an hour on this podcast. <laughs> We've buried this deep enough. There has been some DC Orthodox drama. Tomorrow. But are we not talking about how we're all wearing gray sweaters? We already did, didn't we? No. Oh, that was before the pod. All right. We're all wearing gray sweaters. Okay, now people know it's a visual podcast. All three of them are Heather, too. Oh, Shout yeah, out to the Heathers. That. Tomorrow, recommend the Heathers. Oh, I love the Heathers. I live mm-hmm. on Heather Crest. <laughs> oh, wow. Shout out to all Heathers everywhere. Shout out to Winona Ryder. I don't get that. It's a I movie, mean, the, Heathers, the Heathers, starring Winona so. Ryder. Oh. <laughs> I was reading her Wikipedia recently, and it said, like, when she starred in... Oh, here's a shout at... In a preview for a future movie, boys. So Ezra and I watched Ever Scissorhands, starring Winona Ryder. Um, and Ever Scissorhand, he's a boy with scissors for hands, played by Johnny Depp. And they never once in the movie explain why he has scissors for hands. He's just mm. a guy walking around with scissors for hands, and they never say why. Um, anyway, um, so Winona <laughs> Ryder, she's coming off Ever Scissorhands, uh, which was the number one movie in the box office. She was still in high school at that time, or maybe it was Beetlejuice. Oh, some Tim Burton movie. And she was still in high school at the time. And she was like getting picked on for being like a weird kid. But even though she's like an attractive girl. Um, and she's like, yeah, so I came off this movie that's number one in the box office. Thought it'd be the shit. But no, kids are still bullying me. So um, shout out bullies. Like, how do you bully an attractive girl that is number one in the box office? Fuck people. That is my takeaway. Remember that in 2473, though people might be in your crew fighting the zombies, they are also No, the zombies are taken care of. They've rebuilt. Uh, The zombies came in 2470. Uh, I'm understanding now. Um, I want to say, as as, as a thought I had, um, on the off chance that uh, Donald Trump is successfully impeached the next week, you know who the real loser is? Mike Pence. William Henry Harrison, you know, his whole thing was he was president for 30 days and like, that's his legacy. He had the shortest term, but if Mike Pence is president for like 29 hours, you know, it just uh, completely steals all his thunder. So like could, uh, potential condolences to all, to all Harrison's everywhere. You're really going to give a condolence to James Harrison? Yeah. He doesn't get paid unless he tackles that guy. <laughs> tomorrow let me uh, ask Marvin you Harrison I, th- I think is a sh- I don't know if he's officially a shout at I don't because uh, I think he like you might have killed the guy um oh, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I don't know where he stands on that that rings still- a bell I don't know anyway tomorrow what do you make of the following situation I, are we allowed to talk about the brick situation yeah she's listening so if if I told you that me and my ex we're regularly communicating. Even how long? Well, your ex from four years ago. From, this is you oh, and thank Amanda you. That's Schwartz. Was, uh, exactly. Like me and Amanda Schwartz, we're actually for the past two years regularly communicating. So much so that she, who lives on the East Coast, is going to fly out to Seattle to come hike with me, and we're regularly communicating. I'm still talking to Amanda's parents, and they love me. You're talking to Amanda's parents. Wait, wait, 
You talked to Amanda's parents? No, 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 no. This is a hypothetical. So it's it's not the Amanda <laughs> oh, thing is confusing. This, okay. So wh- what would you say? Is not the person that we're yeah, talking yeah. Just about. imagine. A, I don't even know if there's my, such a person as Amanda Schwartz, frankly. An ex of mine from four or five years ago, who I'm still regularly in contact with, so much so that this person and I have gone out of our way to visit each other, and like do stuff like hike and like I don't even know what else, and like. So much so that I'm still in contact with their parents. The parents still love me, talk about me all the time. I FaceTime with this ex of mine and her high and school her 14 protege. 14-year-old sidekick. <laughs> and her high school protege, okay? And then I tell you that I am spending a week at this person's place. Do you assume that we're boinking? Um, listen... <laughs> I would assume, yes, that you're boinking, but does it matter to you what I, Tamar Shulman, would assume? Tamar, the only thing that matters to me is what you assume. Like, are you not going to do it because people would assume you're boinking? You know? These Why people, do you think we have Hilchut Yichud? Shout these out people to claim that they're not in love. They're in love. Oh, they're in love. Okay, so Tamar, Tamar this person's ex-girlfriend from four years ago has listened to every Kung Fu on single speed. Okay. That's like 60 public episodes or 45, I think. Episodes. It's a lot of public episodes. But what's your, what's your, what's your real, t- what, why are you sharing this? What's your, what's your Navgamina? I, I just want to know if Tamar agrees that with us, that these people are obviously in love with each other. Just don't have to disagree. I mean, except that these people are not together. And <laughs> as far as I know, continue to tell people that they're not in love with each other. And that, he spent that, a week at her house and muted Slack so he could focus on her. Dang. That's the truest love there is. He muted Slack this week? Yeah, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like they're in love. Unless. Unless they have really good sex. Unless it's a situation. I'm not touching that. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Where one of them is only a little bit in love with the other. Stringing along, you know. Never. It doesn't sound like that. It really sounds like they just really, really enjoy each other's company. One person spent a week at the other one's house, flying from Seattle to New Jersey. The other ones listen to every confuffle on single speed, including and the watch flown, And she's flown to Seattle to see him too. Right. But like people fly from Seattle to the Greater New York area if they're in love. If Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan teach any lessons, man, Meg um, Ryan's got a lot of. Getting a lot of run today. Meg Ryan's America's finest actress. Couldn't tell it you. It sounds to me like they're in love, but Tamar, do you watch I the also, boys? I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I did watch the boys. That's you know the main guy is Meg Ryan's son. What? The main guy, Huey. Oh yeah. He's Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. Shout out to the rookie. No way. No wonder he looks like Dennis Quaid. But like weirder looking. You know, he's got two very attractive parents, and he's like, he's goofy looking. Oh, I don't know. Dennis Quaid's got a little bit of a goofy looking quality to him. <laughs> Here, I will not ha- I will not I will not um sign off and anyone in impugning Dennis Quaid. What the fuck and does Orman Dennis Ryan. Quaid look like? He's the rookie. Dennis. He's the, guy, he's the, he's the guy from uh, the, the parent trap. trap. He's at any given Sunday. He plays the old grizzle quarterback. He's all right looking. All right looking. Get the hell out of here. I mean, all these pictures are him as an old man. He's got weird cheeks. He's got like folds in him. Get the hell out of here. He looks like a, he's a Brett Favre type. 
I guess this that. picture of him as him younger looks like much better, obviously. Anyway, good hair looking at his kid. What, what was your point about, uh, okay, they're in love. Is that it? We have I, I just, just wanted to put this mm-hmm. to Tamar, see what she had to say. Thought maybe she'd have some insights. I don't know. I think 95% chance they're in love. 5% chance one of them is like kind of being strung along. Well, then why are they listening to Confuffle and Single Speed? But who's being strung along? Maybe it's Adina who's being strung along. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Or or maybe, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe Adina's stringing Gabby along. Anyway, here's here's the thing. I would say if you are a person in this, in this not relationship and want to weigh in on whether or not you are in said relationship, email us at emailadler at gmail.com or softaadler at gmail.com, except or there's no contact. Or the, but there's no contact with those parents. So that's not the right venue to speak on it. <laughs> so email Papa Brick. <laughs> email Papa. the Brick House. Chickadano House. What a good song. Yeah. So, like, I guess my final thing is, Tamar, what do you think? Since I'm single again, um, at what point should I just ask out Joey? Because, like, I know I can spend a lot of time with him. Well, Connie, I'll, I'll say no. Joey's here like, and you're having that converse and we're having this conversation right now. Right. But, like, not, but Joey and I are not committing to each other beyond a fourth season. It's <laughs> mm. tough. Well, if you ask me out, I'll say no. But you're like, I, I'd still be flattered. You wouldn't get a beer with me? Did we have this conversation with Ezra? I, I think we did. I think we did. LCQ, or, or not, not, not LCQ. Joey, who are the top three Confuful members who you want to go on a date with? With whom I want to go on a date, definitely not yeah. you. Who ends a sentence in a preposition? Um, Dang. Okay. My obvious number one is Daniel, but he's engaged. Hey, don't worry about that. It's Daniel. It's only Daniel. Wow. You think he puts out on the first date? It's not about that. What we have is more than physical. I got an email reminder for when his wedding is. Not to brag. Saying how many members of Confuffle are invited? Oh, probably I, like I, I might have been like a, a late ad because he only emailed me like a week ago. Yeah, being a late ad is just as good as being an early ad. You're still there, like you and George Shulman. All right, anything else? Have a good off season, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on the show tomorrow. You yeah, added a ton. <laughs> we still didn't pass the Bechdel test. If you want to grab a roommate real quick, but uh, that's she's all not I got. in her own apartment, right? Are you still living? You can in, do two uh, of your voices. Does that count? <laughs> Are you still living in Forty One Bennett? Uh, yeah, I am. I love Dang. that place. Wait, Tamar, can you just do, do two not. voices having a conversation? So, like, the people without the visual will think we passed. What am I supposed to talk about if not boys, though? Right? <laughs> um, you could talk about the Bechdel test. You could talk about Winona Ryder. <laughs> Winona Ryder. I'm trying to remember which uh, which voices I used. Just don't do any of the offensive ones. Or the deaf mute one. What? I do. <laughs> I feel so exposed. Oh my gosh, I would never do an offensive one. Uh, no, it's just me and uh, me and the Southern Belle, I believe. Um, but I don't really think we'd have much to say to each other. So I don't know that I'm going to give you guys this uh, backdale test path. 
it's all right. This is a fantasy football league. We never expected to get this far, let alone to the Bechdel test. One day, one day we'll get fired from our own show and get replaced by two women who have better things to say, and then Kumfufu will pass the Bechdel test. But until then, I guess this is a uh, goodbye to the third season of Kumfufu. I'm sure we'll have some off-season stuff as long as the world is ending. But uh, yeah, talk to you. Who knows when? Not gonna lie, I was like all excited. I was also wearing a, a, a sports uh, jersey today. I was wearing my favorite Mike Trout AAA jersey. And I was uh, being producer for uh, an upcoming episode of the Nathan Wasserman podcast. And then I just spilled a bunch of coffee on myself and ruined my jersey day. So now I'm in this. And if I hadn't spilled coffee, then tomorrow would have been the one who was uh, out because you would have been wearing a jersey and I would have been wearing a jersey. And then she would have had to change. Did what? you hear any of that? No. Oh, man. I just told the whole story while you were gone thinking that you could hear me. <laughs>